ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वत व्यास तथोजय मुदीर नास्तप्रायश्वभद्रेशु नित्यं भागवत सेवया भगवते उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्ठिकी so we are reading from shrimad bhagavatam canto 7 the creative impetus this canto is named as the creative impetus uti mm? there are 10 subject matters in shrimad bhagavatam and this one is uti the creative impetus chapter 3 hiranyakashipu's plan to become immortal immortal <clears throat> in verse 34 antavyakta rupena antavyakta rupena yene dham akhilam tatam yene dham akhilam tatam चिद चिदचिचक्तियुक्ता तस्म भगवते नम तस्म भगवते नम अनंतव्यक्तूपेनाधम अखिल तत चिद अचिचक्तियुक्ता तस्म भगवती नम अंतव्यक्तूपेणनेदम अखिल तत चिदचिचक्तियुक्ता तस्म भगवते नम अनंतव्यक्तूपेनाखिलुक्ता तस्म भगवते नम अनंतव्यक्तूपेनाखिल तत चिदचिचाक्तियुक्ता तस्म भगवते नम अनंतव्यक्तूपेनाखिल तत चिदचिचाक्तियुक्ता 
तस्मय भगवते नमः माता जी अनंत व्यक्तरूपेण ये नेदमखिल ततम चेदचेचाक्तियुक्ता तस्मय भगवते नमः अनंत व्यक्तरूपेण ये नेदमखिल ततम चेदचेचाक्तियुक्ता तस्मय भगवते नमः अनंत व्यक्तरूपेण ये नेदमखिल ततम चेदचेचाक्तियुक्ता तस्मय भगवते नमः वर्ड फॉर वर्ड मीनिंग अनंत अव्यक्त रूपेण बाय द अनलिमिटेड अनमैनिफेस्टेड फॉर्म ये न बाय विच इदम दिस अखिलम टोटल अग्रीगेट ततम एक्सपैंडेड चित विथ स्पिरिचुअल अचित एंड मटेरियल शक्ति पोटेंसी युक्ताय ऑन टू ही हु इज एंडोव्ड तस्मय ऑन टू हिम भगवते ऑन टू द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड नम आई ऑफ माई रिस्पेक्टफुल ओबेसेंसिस ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाईज डिवाइन ग्रेसेसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिला प्रभुपा शिला प्रभुपात की चय ट्रांसलेशन Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the supreme who is his unlimited unmanifested form who in his unlimited unmanifested form has expanded the cosmic manifestation the form of the totality of the universe he possesses external and internal energies and the mixed energy called the marginal potency which consists of all the living entities please repeat let me offer my respectful obeisances onto the supreme who in his unlimited unmanifested form has expanded the cosmic manifestation the form of the totality of the universe he possesses external and internal energies and the mixed energy called the marginal potency which consists of all the living entities who is speaking this sorry hirana kashipu to to brahma lord brahma purport the lord is endowed with unlimited potencies parasha shaktir vividhaya sure suyate suyate which are summarized as three namely external internal and marginal the external potency manifest this material world the internal potency manifest the spiritual world and the marginal potency manifest the living entities who are mixtures of internal and external the living entity being part and parcel of param parabrahman is actually internal potency but because of being in contact with the material energy he is an emanation of material and spiritual 
energies. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is above the material energy and is engaged in spiritual pastimes. The material energy is only an external manifestation of his pastimes. Om Agnanati Mirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tashmai Shri Guru Enama Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uthapadakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sahagrajatam Sahaganaragunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Sahavadutam Parjana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Deen Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarobesha Kripa Sindhu Bevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namunama Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna So Hiranakashipu is offering his prayers to Lord Brahma let me offer my respectful obeisances onto the Supreme who is, who in his unlimited, unmanifested form has expanded the cosmic manifestation, the form of the totality of the universe. He possesses external and internal energies and the mixed energy called the marginal potency, which consists of all the living entities. So this is interesting uh, prayer by Hiranyakashipu uh, to Lord Brahma because on one level, when we read in the last chapter, in this chapter, we understand that Hiranyakashipu knows the Vedas, understands who is the Supreme, who is not the Supreme. But again, in here, he offers, especially in the last verse and this verse, he offers prayers to Lord Brahma as if Lord Brahma is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And we will hear after this, from tomorrow onwards, he will be asking for benedictions. And he understands that Lord Brahma cannot give the ultimate benediction of immortality. So he's asking all the benedictions which is, I'm not killed by this person, that person, living entities created by you or anyone from this material world. So all these things he's asking, he's not directly asking about me immortality because he understands Brahma cannot do, give that because he himself is not immortal. So on one hand, Hiranyakashipu knows this that Brahma is not the Supreme. On the other hand, he is offering prayers to Brahma as if he is Supreme. So what does this mean? He is trying to flatter Lord Brahma. When you want something and you uh, glorify the person, it becomes easy to get things from that person. So, uh, Chanakya Pandit mentions that it's better to have one friend who will speak the truth or an enemy who will speak the truth or criticize you than ten friends who always glorify you. Hmm? 
So uh, it's better. And he says, if you find a person who always criticizes you, keep him by your, next by your side, hmm? keeping next to your side. Because as soon as you do something wrong, you will immediately point it out. Hey, you are doing this mistake. Hmm? And which is a great advantage for a person especially who is wanting to progress in spiritual life. Hmm? Because padam padam yat vipadam. Hmm? And this is more true in the spiritual life. Every step there is danger. Hmm? And uh, it's an interesting uh, point uh, in the fourth canto we heard the pastime of Bharat Maharaj who was on the topmost platform, Bhava platform it is mentioned, he was on the topmost platform of devotion. But when he went to the forest to finish, he renounced the entire kingdom. He had opulent kingdom, uh, he had uh, children, wife, everything he renounced. He went to the forest hmm, to perfect his life. But what happened? He fell down. And what was the reason, one of the reasons is given is, he did not have association, he did not associate with devotees who could point him out that you are deviating from the path of devotion, path of devotional life. So he had to take birth again as a deer, but in that next life he did not make the same mistake. He was staying in the ashram of devotees, hearing every day. So uh, anyways, coming back to here, so Hiranyakashipu knows that Lord Brahma is not the Supreme, but still is glorifying. And we see this very similar uh, thing in the first chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? Who was glorifying whom? Anyone knows? In the first chapter, right in the beginning of Bhagavad Gita. Hmm? Duryodhana. Hmm? Duryodhana is glorifying hmm? the armies on both sides. Hmm? And then finally he says, but Pitama Bhishma and Dronacharya, you are there, so I don't have to worry. You are the best of all and is glorifying. So there also Srila Prabhupada points it out. Hmm? The duplicious nature of demonic or demonic nature of people uh, who always to have their own meaning, to have their own uh, work done, they would glorify and flatter people. Hmm? So uh, just to understand where does this come from, Hirana Kashipu, <coughs> this personality. <clears throat> so right in the beginning of third canto, actually, this pastime starts. <clears throat> so in the beginning of third canto, uh, Parikshit Maharaj is asking Sukhdev Goswami to explain about uh, Vidura and Maitreya Samvad. What happened when Vidura left the kingdom of Duryodhan? What did he do? And then Sukhdev Goswami is explaining how Vidura travels to different, different places of pilgrimage and then meets Uddhava, who redirects him. They have got, uh, <clears throat> for a night they discuss about the pastimes of Krishna and then next morning Uddhava redirects Vidura to see and meet Maitreya Muni. Because when Krishna left the planet, both Uddhava and Maitreya were present and they both heard what will come in the 11th canto, uh, Uddhava Gita. So they both heard the instructions from Krishna. So Uddhava redirected Vidura to go and see Maitreya out of Maryada Vyatikrama. Hmm? That Maitreya was senior, Uddhava, uh, Vidura was senior. So Uddhava said, I'm junior to you. So you go and meet Maitreya Muni and he will instruct you about the uh, last instructions that we got from Krishna. 
So uh, Vidura goes and meets Maitreya Muni, and at that point, uh, Vidura is asking many of the questions. Tell us, uh, tell me about the creation. Tell me about Leela avatars, Purusha avatars, different different pastimes of the Lord. And then Maitreya Muni speaks about, and which is relevant here as well, speaks about the creation, hmm? how the creation begins. Hmm? Here we see uh, Hiranyakashipu is glorifying. Lord Brahma as first he's saying controller of the three modes. Then in his this set of prayers, he's saying you are the creator, maintainer, and destroyer of this universe. You are the original person personality within this universe. You are master of all living entities. You are Brahman, the super soul of this universe and the oldest living entity. Hmm? Then he's saying you are unlimited, and in this verse he's saying you are Ananta. Ananta Vyakta Rupena, hmm? you are unlimited and unmanifested. Hmm? And you are endowed with material and spiritual energy. So he's giving all this glorification, uh, which are uh, suitable for the Supreme Personality of God and not Lord Brahma. And this is why when you hear from third canto, you understand who Lord Brahma is, what his position is. Hmm? So in that third canto, Maitreya Muni is explaining how Brahma was created. He was born from the lotus, which was stem, uh, uh, which came from the navel of Garbhodaksha Vishnu. On that lotus, Lord Brahma is born, and then he's thinking, what is his purpose? Because he's born full of intelligence, so he's thinking, what is his purpose? So he's looking here, and then comes down on the lotus. Everything is dark, so he cannot find his source, but he can hear the noise, tapa. So he understands that he has to do tapa, he has to do austerities, perform austerities and penance. Hmm? So he goes back onto the lotus, performs penance for how many years? Sorry? Thousand, thousand celestial years. And he performs austerity. And then he gets darshan of the Lord, Garbhodaksha Vishnu. And then he offers prayers and he knows what the purpose is. And so Hiranyakashipu knew, and he's mentioning in his prayers, that Lord Brahma got this position by doing austerity, by offering uh, prayers to the Supreme Lord. And so austerity is the, tapa is the key. So that is why he, in this chapter we see Hiranyakashipu is performing austerity. And he's performing austerity, he's standing on one leg, his, uh, his hands are upwards and he's looking into the sky and is standing in this position for so many years, hmm? hundred years it is mentioned, he is standing like that. <clears throat> and the heat which is coming from his body is burning the entire universe. So uh, he is doing all this austerity. To, for, for what? What is the purpose behind this? Anyone? That's right, he wanted the position of Lord Brahma himself. He wanted to be as powerful as Lord Brahma. So uh, this is the motive of Hiranyakashipu's performing austerity. But when he's doing this austerity, the entire universe is burning. So all the demigods, all the residents of higher planets, they go to Lord Brahma and say, you have to do something about it. This personality, first of all, they are mentioning that Hiranyakashipu's intention, what is his intention? To take your position. That is his first. And he wants to change everything. He wants to 
do whatever the results of pious activities should be given to people who perform impious activities and change the positions, the, the results of the activities. So in short, he wanted to become, first of all, immortal because he knows that Brahma lives for a very long time, so he wanted to become Lord Brahma. Second thing he wanted to change, he wanted to be the controller of the universe. But there were some mistakes which he performed. What were the mistakes? First of all, he was envious towards the Supreme Lord. So that is the first mistake that he committed. He was envious towards the Supreme Lord. Second thing, he was trying to apply for PR in this material world, permanent residency. Everyone wants permanent residency, right? He was trying to be permanent in this material world, which he did not understand is also temporary. Over a period of time, it will be taken away. And he was thinking Brahma to be supreme. Every morning, uh, just before the chanting, we chant the ten offenses to the holy names. What is the second offense? To consider the names of Lord Brahma or Lord Shiva to be the supreme. So, uh, to consider the names of demigods like Lord Shiva or Lord Brahma to be supreme, uh, to be equal to or independent of the name of Lord Vishnu. So, uh, this is again an offense hmm, to the holy name as, as, to the, and to the Supreme Lord as well. So, he was considering Brahma to be supreme. Hmm. So, uh, he, was, he had committed all those mistakes. <clears throat> so, uh, even though uh, he committed these mistakes, but it is mentioned he worshipped the wrong person. He should have worshipped Supreme Lord. Akama Sarva Kamava Moksha Kamavadardi Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Jajita Purusham Param. So whether you have all the desires, no desires or desire for liberation, you should always worship the Supreme Personality of God. Krishna mentions in Bhagavad Gita that people who worship the demigods are of small intelligence, alpa medasam, antavattu phalam tesham tad bhavati alpa medasam. In 723 it is mentioned. Krishna says, those who worship the demigods, the results of those worship is antavat. First of all, it is temporary, anta, it finishes. The, the results are very temporary and it is limited. They are not great. You don't get big results. So, Hiranyakashipu was committing all this Offenses. Just to understand where does uh, Hiranyakashipu come, uh, come from. So we were hearing this past time from the third canto. Mm? So Brahma, whom Hiranyakashipu is saying he is the creator, maintainer, destroyer. Mm? In the third canto it is explained, Lord Brahma himself was created by uh, Garbhodaksha Vishnu, mm? born on the stem and is performing austerity. We heard that. And then he got darshan of the Lord and then he is creating. First of all he creates five kinds of ignorances. And that is the ignorance which keeps a living entity into this material world. Then he creates the Kumaras, four Kumaras, because he, he wanted to create progeny within this material world. So he created Kumaras, but again Kumaras refused. They were uh, born, they were Gnanis. Uh, so they refused. They are the personification of knowledge. So they refused to get into the material entanglement and grasta life. They just walked away. He was not happy. So out of that unhappiness, Rudra came, or Shiva was born. And 
immediately as soon as Rudra was born, he started, he gave the same instruction to create and Rudra created all the demonic ghosts, goblins, all those people and they started destroying the place. You know, some of the uh, kids when uh, they come to your place or come to temple, you have to be very careful because they start destroying the place. So, uh, Brahma saw and this and he said, stop. You better don't create right now. First of all, go and perform austerity and when the time comes for destruction, we'll call you back. So, Rudra goes. Brahma creates the ten rishis and then Vak, daughter and Brahma himself becomes bewildered by Vak. So, we see here Brahma not only even though appearing as the creator, but he himself becomes bewildered by the Maya Shakti, external energy of the Lord, because he became attracted to his own daughter and was running, chasing after his daughter. So then Lord again appeared and asked him to cast away the body, a subtle body, and then Lord Brahma again begins creation. And then now finally he creates Swayambhu Manu and Satarupa. So when Swayambhu Manu and Satyarupa were created, again uh, Vidura is asking Maitre Muni to narrate the pastimes of how Swayambhu Manu populated the universe. And then uh, Maitre Muni is again speaking about when Swayambhu Manu was asked to create, he saw around earth was missing. Hmm? There was no earth. So he quickly, uh, Maitre Muni says, so Varadev had to lift the earth, put it onto the axis and then Swayambhu Manu and Satrupa created and at that point Vidura again stops and says who, who is Varadev and he, uh, Maitreya Muni also mentioned that Varadev killed Hiranaksha. And so uh, Vidura is stopping Maitreya Muni at that point and saying can you please describe this pastime of Varadev and Hiranakashipu, Hiranaksha in detail. So then again uh, Maitreya Muni is explaining how they were born. So in third canto, it's interesting uh, to note that there are two exemplary couples are mentioned, grahastha couples are mentioned. So third canto is very important for uh, grahasthas especially. For everyone it is important, but for especially grahasthas because it gives the examples of two exemplary couples. The first couple is, anyone? Kardamamuni and? Devhuti, which is the second couple. So the first couple is, sorry, Swayambhu Manu and Satarupa, but it's not mentioned much about them. The first couple is Kashyapa and Diti. Mm. So these two couples are mentioned. And if you look at, uh, there's a nice storyline which goes along in the Bhagavatam. And when you hear the, uh, and at that point, uh, Maitreya Muni is explaining how Kashyapa is a very powerful sage. Eight point, how many species are there? 8.4 million, right? 84 lakh or 8.4 million species are there. Most of the species are born of Kashyapa. Kashyapa Muni is a very powerful sage and he had got many wives. So we see reptiles, aquatics, uh, animals, lot of species come from Kashyapa Muni. That was the power of uh, his sadhana austerity that he could give uh, progeny to different kind of species. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kashyapa Muni uh, had many wives and one of the wives was Diti who did not have any children. Of course uh, this is again another uh, 
problem in material world. When you have got many wives and you don't give equal attention or you don't give equal uh, progeny to each and every wife, there will be a problem. Hmm? And we saw this in the pastime of Maharaj Chitraketu. Hmm? So Maharaj Chitraketu had many wives, but none of them had children except for one. Hmm? And that created a problem with other wives. They poisoned the child. Hmm? So again here we see Kashyapa had many wives. He gave children to many uh, wives, but except for one Diti. And this was burning in the heart of Diti. And she wanted to unite with Kashyapa Muni to have children. Kashyapa Muni uh, refuted at first, saying that this is an inauspicious time. This is the time when Lord Shiva uh, goes back it's evening time, it's not auspicious and there are all the ghosts and goblins also who go along with him and he might get upset. But the desire was so strong that they had finally Kashyapamuni gave in and they had a union. And of that union, as soon as there was a union, Kashyapamuni predicted that the progeny who will be born will be the very demoniac. He will be the enemy of Lord Vishnu. And again, uh, the pastime goes back uh, speaking about third canto. It explains how Jaya and Vijay who were in the spiritual world, they were cursed by the four Kumaras and then they were cursed to come into the material world. So Hiranaksha and Hiranakashipu are none other than Jaya and Vijay who are the associate of Lord Vishnu in the spiritual world. So <clears throat> Kashyapa Muni uh, predicted that these two will be very demoniac. And as soon as when the uh, Hiranaksha and Hiranakashipu were in the womb of Diti, hmm, everything became dark and gloomy and all the demigods were fearful what will happen when these personalities will be born. Hmm. Uh, so uh, finally, uh, Hiranaksha and Hiranakashipu are born and then this whole pastime we are hearing, hmm, they are residents of spiritual world, cursed to come down and then uh, what we hear uh, here is like Hiranakash, Hiranaksha is already dead and now Hiranakashipu is uh, performing austerity and glorifying Lord Brahma. So that is where we are at. So it is mentioned, he's mentioning uh, Brahma as Anta Vyakta, but we know from Lord Brahma himself, he mentions in Brahma Samhita, Advaita Achyutam, Ananta, Anadi Mananta Rupam Adyan Puranas Purusham Navyabhanamcha. So Lord Brahma himself is glorifying Lord Krishna as Advaitam. There is no one who is equal to him. Achyutam, he does not decay. Everything in the material world deteriorates, but Lord is Achyutam. He does not decay. Anadim, who nobody is before him. Ananta Rupam, unlimited forms. The exact words which uh, Hiranakashipu is uh, uh, mentioning here an, uh, Ananta Rupam hmm, is mentioned by Lord Brahma for Lord Krishna himself. Adhyan, para, uh, Purana Purusham, he is the beginning, nobody is before him, he is the oldest. Navyavanamcha, hmm? he always remains youthful. So Lord Brahma himself is saying, and in the first canto also Lord Brahma confirmed this with Narad Muni. When Narad Muni questioned Lord Brahma, it seems that you are the creator, you are creating everything. Hmm? But Lord Brahma said, no, I am only the secondary creator. The original creator is Lord Krishna. Hmm? 
So he confirmed this. So it is important that we read Srimad Bhagavatam. It is important we read. Uh, Srimad Bhagavatam gives details of primary creation, sarga, secondary creation, visarga. So the primary creation is created by Lord himself. The secondary creation is what is created by Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma was given all the ingredients. Hmm? So uh, we have to understand who the real creator is. And as it is mentioned in the purport, Srila Prabhupada uh, mentions about three shaktis. Antaranga shakti, Bahiranga shakti and Tathastra shakti. Antaranga shakti is the internal potency. External, uh, Bahiranga shakti is the external potency and Tathastra shakti is the marginal potency. Hmm? So where does this internal potency come from? Where does this external potency come from? Where does this Tathastra Shakti and what are their powers and limitations? We have to understand when we study the scriptures. In Lagu, uh, Lagu Bhagavatam Rita, um, Srila Rupa Goswami gives details, in details about different, different incarnations, different, different uh, Aveshas and Kalas and Pumsas. So different, different categories, categorically he is narrating also in Chaitanya Charitam Rita. In the Madhya Lita 20th chapter, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is instructing Sanatana Goswami about this quoting Lagu Bhagavata Marita again. So, the scriptures gives us insight into the category. So, when we read, when we study the scriptures, we get to understand who is the Supreme, who is and each and every personality's position in this material world. In Bhagavatam itself, first chapter, first canto, third chapter, what is the uh, title? Anybody knows the title of third chapter of first canto? Sorry? Divine and Divine, uh, divine and Divine, that is second chapter. Divinity and Divine Devotion, that speaks about devotional service. The third chapter is Krishna is the source of all incarnation. In that 28th, so in that list of all the incarnations are given and finally uh, Sutta Goswami is explaining, but Eta Chamsa Kalas Pumsum Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swayam Indrari Vakulam Lokam Madhayanti Yuga Yuga. So everyone is either Amsa or Kala. Amsa is the direct expansion of the Lord, and Kala is the expansion of the expansion of the Lord. So either everyone is the plenary portion of the Lord or portion of the plenary portion of the Lord. Chamsa or Amsa or Kala. But Krishna is to Bhagavan Swayam. But Krishna, you are the supreme personality of Godhead. So in Chaitanya Charitamrita, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is quoting Lagu Bhagavatamrita, it is mentioned Krishna exists in three forms. Krishna exists in three forms, three principal forms. And the first one is Swayam Rupa. The second one is Tad Ekatvam. Rupa and the third one is Aveshas. So Swayam Rupa is Krishna himself. Nobody can take his position. That is the original personality of Godhead, Supreme and Srila Prabhupada. Always when he refers to Krishna, what does he refer as? Supreme personality of Godhead. In Bhagavatam you see Bhagwan word is used for many people. For Lord Brahma it is, we say Lord. So Bhagwan Lord is used for Lord Brahma, Narad Muni and many of the devotees. The word Bhagwan is used sometimes in Bhagavatam. But supreme personality of Godhead is only Krishna. There is no one 
in that category, Swayam Rupam, Itachamsa Kalapamsam, Krishnastu Bhagwan Swayam, that Swayam Bhagwan is used only for Krishna. So this first form of Krishna is Swayam Rupam. The second one is Tad Ekatma Rupam. So now this Tad Ekatma Rupam is Krishna manifests into multiple forms. But again, all those forms, Vishnu Rupas, they are uh, equal to Lord, but again they have got some things which they lack. And so Krishna has got 64 qualities in uh, Nectar of Devotion it is mentioned. Krishna has got 64 qualities in full. And then there are, sec and who is equal to Krishna? It is mentioned in Bhagavatam as well as uh, different scriptures that Krishna expands himself as Lord Balram first. And it is mentioned there is no difference between Krishna and Balram. They are equal. In all the qualities they are equal. There is no difference. But still when we hear in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, Lord Balram also couldn't understand for, at for the whole year who the Gopas and Kaos were. At the end of the year, Krishna had to reveal it to Lord Balram, who all these people were. They were actually expansions of Krishna himself. So we can understand from that pastime, one thing that establishes is, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Even Lord Balram, who is equal to him, he is the first expansion of him, who also it is mentioned has got all the 64 qualities. But even then, Krishna is the Supreme, he is the original candle. So, Lord Balram, it is mentioned 64. Again, then there are Tadekatma Rupam, who are expansions of Krishna, plenary portions of the uh, Supreme Lord. They have got 60 qualities in full. They don't have four qualities which Krishna has. Does anyone know what are those four qualities which only Krishna has and to certain extent Lord Balram has? Yes, he's always, he's always surrounded by devotees. What else? He plays flute. He's very beautiful and... So the first one is Leela Madhuri. So he's always having his pastimes. His pastimes are sweet. The pastimes which Krishna has, killing of the demon and all are done by his external potencies. Krishna, when you see, he does not have any weapons. What does he have? He has a god of flute and he's always playing on that flute. He's always enjoying with his devotees. Once somebody showed a photograph of Krishna to Srila Prabhupada and Srila Prabhupada said, no, this is not Krishna. And the devotee asked, why, what happened? It looks like Krishna, flute and everything, standing three bending form. But Srila Prabhupada said, there is no devotees around him. Krishna is never alone. Krishna is always with his devotees. So if you see the picture of Krishna alone, that means he is not Krishna. Krishna is always surrounded by devotees. He is always having his pastimes. So Leela Madhuri. Then the second quality it is mentioned is Venu Madhuri. As Mataji pointed out, he's playing on his flute. We can read in the 21st chapter, Venu Gita. And he's always having different kinds of flutes which he's playing on. And gopis are jealous of flute. In Venu Gita, it is explained. 
Gopis are telling that we, what austerity has this bamboo flute has performed that is able to kiss Krishna all the time. Whereas we are so much dedicated to Krishna but we are not even able to come close to him. We have to be in the separation for the whole day. Hmm? So what austerity has this wooden flute, bamboo flute has performed. Huh? So they are jealous of uh, Krishna. And then there is Prema Madhuri. And Prema Madhuri is loving exchanges. Krishna has got the pastimes, hmm? Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, which you only find in case of Krishna. So, that goes up to Mahabhav, that Prema uh, pastimes. Uh, so, uh, uh, so, that is only in Krishna's form. No other form exhibits those pastimes. And then there is Rupa Madhuri. Krishna, uh, we see, is the most beautiful person. In the spiritual world, he is not in his forehand form. He is always in his two-hand, Tribhanga, Shama form. Mm. Uh, so he has got the beauty which excels any other form. Mm. So uh, these are the four qualities which only Krishna exhibits. Mm. And then all the other Vishnu avatars exhibit 60 qualities. And then Lord Shiva who is uh, in between, he's not a Vishnu Tattva nor the Jiva Tattva exhibits 54 qualities. And the living entities exhibit how many qualities? 50 at best and in this material world only it is mentioned Lord Brahma has got those 50 qualities in full. Most of the living entities would have one or two or five or six and that too in the minute degree. So uh, it is not possible and from Lord Brahma down the qualities keep on decreasing. On this planet we see hardly anyone has any qualities. Mm. But it is mentioned the residents of the spiritual world, all the living entities, jivas who are in the spiritual world, they exhibit this 50 qualities in full. Mm. So, uh, like this we see uh, Swayam Rupa is Lord himself. Then Lord Balram expands. Mm. We are running out of time. Uh, but I'll quickly, uh, yeah. So, uh, Lord Balram exp expands and from Lord Balram, First Chaturviha comes, hmm? Swayam Prakasha. So Lord Brahma, Balram is known as Swayam Prakasha. Hmm? And first uh, Chaturviha expands. Hmm? Uh, Vasudev, Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha. Hmm? And there, are, there is more details to that uh, in Lagu Bhagavatam Rita. It is mentioned. Hmm? And then there are Aveshas. Mm, Shakti Vesha, Bhagavat Aveshas. Mm, so there are empowered jivas who can, who can do the functions of the Supreme Lord. Mm, so there are different, different forms which are mentioned, Leela Avataras, Guna Avataras. Mm, so when we read the scriptures, we get information about the hierarchical, hierarchical uh, uh, categories of how different, different forms are and who is the original, who is the secondary. So it is very important to understand uh, how different things manifest into this material world and that is why we see in the first three cantos itself or in the first five cantos, uh, creation is mentioned the most. In the second and third canto itself it has been mentioned three times, creation. 
And one may think, what is the need of creation? Why can't we just hear about Krishna? Just go on to the tenth canto and hear about Krishna. But it is important if we don't have the right understanding of how different forms manifest, how the creation manifests, then we will commit the same mistake which Hiranyakashipu is committing here. Understanding Lord Brahma is the original or understanding some demigod is the original person and worship that demigod and ask for things which are alpamedasam, antavat, which are temporary and limited. So I'll stop here. Uh, are there any questions, comments? Yes, Mother. Yes. Yeah, that is because of the envy that, so yeah, Mataji's question is, uh, even Hiranyakashipu had all the Vedic knowledge, so how come he missed that part, uh, which is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita, to not worship the demigods? Mm. So yes, that is the nature of envy. When you are envious towards someone, you will not see the good qualities of that person. Mm. Even though you know that person is good, but you will still perform offenses, you will commit aparats towards that person. And similarly, we see, uh, and there is a purpose why Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha were born. They were born as envy personified mm, towards the Lord. Mm. So, uh, because of their envy, because of their hatred towards the Lord, even though from Sastra he knew everything, that Lord is the Supreme, but still he is thinking now, Brahma is the Lord. Mm. So, he couldn't see that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So he made that position, he gave that position to Lord Brahma rather than Krishna himself. Yes. So that is the nature of envy. You don't see the good qualities of other person. Any other? Yes, Mother. Thank you, Mother. Hare Krishna. So as you're speaking about envy, um, I've heard somewhere that in spirituality, envy is not bad in one sense because you dovetail all your envy or greed or pride, whichever way you use that in service of Krishna. So when you see other devotee perform devotional service and you're envious of that, is that a good thing to help you progress further in devotional service that you want to follow their footsteps and get better? Or does that make you fall down? Yeah, so uh, it's a nice point. I had re read one article once and it mentioned about envy and jealousy. What is the difference between them? Mm. Uh, envy is something, uh, and in that article it was mentioned, envy is something where you don't like that person. At the same time, you don't like that person to progress as well. And you try to do things so that that person falls down. Whereas jealousy is something where you see that, that you don't like that person, of course that is common. You don't like the progress of that person, but you don't try to make that devotee or person fall down, but you try to improve yourself so you can become better than that. The example is, if you look at the car standing outside, somebody has got a better car than yours, then you won't have a desire for having that car. And you will work hard to get that car. That is jealousy. Hmm? But envy would be, you don't like 
that person's car, you scratch that person's car, hmm? and then you don't do anything about having to improve yourself so that you can buy that car. That is envy. Hmm? Got the difference between the two? Hmm? So envy is something where you want to destroy the other person's progress or prestige or whatever. Hmm? So Hirana Kashipu had envy or jealousy. Envy, he wanted to kill Vishnu. He was an enemy of Vishnu. Hmm? And that is what was, and the same thing uh, with Ravana. Ravana understood him. When Ravana kidnapped Mother Sita, Narad Muni took Ravana and showed him, look at this mountain, gold mountain. Hmm? In your previous birth as Hiranyakashipu, this was your earring. Hmm? And this is how usual. And the same Ram in his last birth as Narshima killed you. So don't think you will win against Lord Ram. He knew that, but the lust, the envy, the nature of that, uh, all this, it's a disease where you don't see, even though you understand, you hear, people give you good advice, but you will still not take it. And then we know what happened to Ravana. So this is envy. And in the spiritual world, you mentioned a nice point. People have envy in the form of jealousy, but they all want to serve Krishna. And they want to improve themselves so that they can serve Krishna in a better way. They don't uh, have envy or jealousy in the way that they would uh, destroy the prestige or uh, person's reputation. But they will improve themselves so that they can serve better. Hmm? So understood the difference. Thank you, Prabhupada. Any other questions, comments? Yes, Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, thank you for the class. Um, just going back to, you mentioned a little bit about the um, pastime of um, Bharat Maharaj, how he fell down. Uh, I was just curious, because I'm reading the pastime now, that um, in the purport it says, Prabhupada says, the reason why he fell down was that he didn't take shelter of Vaishnavas or a spiritual master. So I was just curious how he got to the level Bhava without taking shelter of a spiritual master or having Vaishnavas around him. Like, how yeah, is that so possible? Uh, Bharat Maharaj, we understand, is a son of a Supreme Personality of God, uh, uh, Rishabdev, uh, and he had 100 brothers, uh, or 99 brothers, and he was the 100th one, and he got instructions directly from Rishabdev himself, from Lord himself. So it's not that he did not take any instructions. During his life, when he was a ruler, he had association with devotees, he had association with a guru. So he took instructions from them. But at one point, when he decided to leave everything, he went to the forest by himself. At that point, he said, I'm already uh, at the platform where I can manage myself. But again, in that past time, the Acharas point out, there has to be some uh, remnants of the karma or Vaishnava Prat committed directly or indirectly in the past, because of which the reactions came to him. Otherwise, from that platform where he was on a bhava platform, generally people don't fall down. So that was one reason Achar has pointed out that, yes, there has to be some uh, offense created, Vaishnava Aparat created in the past, and you can get the re reactions of that Vaishnava Aparat offense until bhava also. So that is one point. Second, the Lord always uses his devotee to exemplify a point. And in this, the point is, if you become attached to something material, you will tad 
antakalevaram. So when you leave your body, you, whatever consciousness you have, you will take that consciousness. So that is another example, uh, another thing which is shown by that uh, pastime. And the third thing uh, it is mentioned, Lord did not uh, leave him. He gave him protection. So even for a temporary period, he had to take the body of a deer. But what was different in that form? Lord awarded him memory of his past life, which even humans don't have, what to speak of deers. And that he managed, he remembered his past life and he lived in the ashram of rishis and then came as Jada Bharata. So, Lord protects his devotees. So, uh, we see from this pastime, even in this case, Lord protected him. It, it, wasn't, it was a temporary fall down, but again, Lord arranged for situations where he can continue from there. So, it was very for the short time he had to take one birth, two births, but in the end, if you look at it, it is, he went back home, back to God. And on the journey, Rahugana, Maharaj Rahugana was instructed as well. So there were many pastimes, Lord, when, when Lord performs some leelas like this in the life of a devotee, then there are many things he achieves. If Bharat Maharaj would have gone back home, who would have instructed Maharaj Rahugana? So again, there are things which happen. And that is why Srimad Bhagavatam is full of rasa. It's not like person comes in, chants, goes back home, back to Godhead. It's not like that. There is always rasa. There is if in a movie, there, there has to be everything. There has to be fight, there has to be fiction, there has to be... Only then the movie becomes interesting. If everything is a happy family, the end. There is no rasa. There has to be action, there has to be romance, there has to be... So we see Srimad Bhagavatam has got everything. In the lives of devotees, we see these are the things happen. Because that enhances the rasa of the living entity to come closer to the Lord. Granthraha Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Shri Prabhupad ki, Thank you for coming. I need to punch you.
to someone purposefully and separate poverty. In this case, Bharat Maharaj purposefully fell down. He, he put on his 